Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks and... Uh, Carl, the new year sort of started the way the last year ended. Um, 2022 did not change the fortunes of the Giants as they lose in Chicago 29 to three. And it was, listen, they got beat in every phase of the game on Sunday. The only bright spot, Saquon Barkley going over 100 yards for the first time since December 22nd of 2019. But special teams defense and obviously offensively. Uh, all had fingerprints in why this team can't get out of its own way. So let's let's um, let's start on the good stuff. Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm good. Um, hey, we brought the cold weather back from Chicago. Yes, yes, wow. it's officially winter here. Um, let's start with the the good stuff. Saquon Barkley played like it mattered to him. Right. It mattered that he changed the perception of what people are saying and thinking of him. Like he's not the same. He's not 100% either on his ankle. Not only did he show that he's almost there, but he also showed through example that, hey, you can ride me this game, and I'll get us in it, okay? I'm going to get back to that part. And then there was Lorenzo Carter, who in a game where, you know, defense had some short fields, granted, but as the game went on, the defense had some opportunities that were not capitalized on. Lorenzo Carter... His play was an example that others should have followed. Okay. So those are the two bright spots. There might be some uh, other stuff. Yeah, like, right? like Leonard Williams led the team in tackles. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't let Montgomery really churn up big yards in the football game. Yes. You know, um, I, I'm gonna give Leonard his prop. Yeah, but he, look, I'm talking about guys who stood out and say, follow me. Lorenzo Carter had a follow me game. Um, Saquon Barkley, whatever you need, I got it for you. Let's go. Um, but that is where, from an offensive standpoint and from a coaching standpoint, we have to really unpack. Uh, you know, you and I were on the field in pregame and we walked off and I'm going to share this a little bit of this conversation uh, with our listeners. We, we walked off and I think we both agreed that 
you know, if things didn't get worse, there would be probably a, a you know, a chance that the head coach would would be fine, right? Just don't, don't, it, it, we know it's going to be bad, just given what the circumstances are. The, the reality on the ground is that they're not very good. They got, and injuries don't factor in normally, but this is, the, this is the state of the bottom. How bad is it? That's what they ask, right? Okay, can it get better from here? So we know how bad it was, right? No receivers, this, that, and the other. Go out, compete. Owners, and I don't speak for ownership, um, but just my thought process is that their thought process is, okay, if we, if we made a commitment to bring him back, let's not make it worser. You know what I mean? Just go out, give the effort, and give us the hope that if we see, and again, I'm not speaking for owners. I'm speaking in a mindset of, okay, if, if we're resolved, if I'm resolved, if, if, if we're resolved to bring this back, yeah, you're talking more in generalities, right? Of what uh, uh, in a situation like this, right? Okay, if this is the worst it can get, let's let's start to build, right? Just don't make it, as I say, worser, uh, because we know you're you're coming in. You got a, a crappy quarterback uh, backup situation on your hands. Uh, you don't have a full complement of anything. Um, Defensive backfield is a bit ravaged, but they always show up in some degree. They don't necessarily take advantage of the things. They have to be a complimentary football team, which they just can't seem to be, right? So we walk off the field, and, I, I, and I'm resolved to say, okay, well, they just go out and they perform and they play hard. Um, and, and they give the effort, knowing that this is – you know, their weight class, they're going to be opportunities. Figure out how to either win this game or lose tough, right? And you show up the first play of the game. Now, I'm going to give some context to this. We have seen that this offensive line, in terms of pass protection, is inconsistent at best, right? We have seen a backup quarterback situation that's not even inconsistent. The backup quarterback situation is bad when it comes to passing the ball. So you combine uh, inconsistent at best offensive line in terms of pass protection and a quarterback situation, backup quarterback situation that is just not good. Um, and then you mix in Robert Quinn and the rest of the guys who are really good pass rushers. And you open the game in a spread formation. Empty, yeah. How do I feel good about that? Right? So I'm like, wait a minute. And I, I think I said on, on air, why are they in a spread formation? You open the game with a fumble. Because you can't. Like, if, if there's ever strategically a thing is called giving the other guy what they want, that was it. Because you weren't fooling them into thinking that it was going to be anything else. It was empty formation. 
with a quarterback who does not make great decisions with the football. So a gap blitz and this one actually, um, because I, I, I read some of what Sean O'Hare was saying, he said the, the decision making by the quarterback is what caused that play to happen. They right, had yeah, everything I, diagnosed. I read that. Uh, I read Sean O'Hara's breakdown on it uh, as a former Super Bowl champion center. And he said that play, they blocked it fine. So that play was blocked fine. It's, and the quarterback it's, it's, it's maybe. The quarterback. So, again, go back to what I said. Inconsistent at best offensive line. So they were they were good on that one. A quarterback situation that is a mess and a good pass rushing defensive front. If two of those three, two of those three things happen, it's disaster. You got to have two of those three things to happen correctly. Two of those three things were bad, meaning the defensive front were who you thought they were, and the quarterback was who you thought he would be, and disaster. So I'm trying to understand why it took up until, what, the second quarter for them to even say, okay, we need to start running the football. This is our, this is our path. Um, we can't pass it. You don't have to have pride well, and the second, say – The second series, Carl, the second series they, they ran it. Barkley for eight, Booker for four, direct snap to Barkley for six, Booker for two, third and two, pass tipped, intercepted. Right. Third and what? Third and two. Okay. You just you just ran the ball for what, 40 some yards? No, eight? not that many. No. Uh nine, 18 yards. On the second drive, uh, second drive of the game. Second possession of the game. Yeah. So you got 18 yards, you get third and two. 20 yards, excuse me, 20 yards. 20 yards, right? So you're third and two. And I'm going to keep going back to this. You've got an offensive line that's inconsistent at best, right? That's the reality. We know that. But you got a quarterback situation that's a mess. Why won't you just approach this just given the success you've had running the football, approach this as four down situation, right? Third and two, run it, get the first down. If you don't get it, run it again. Um, I don't understand how this mindset from an offensive standpoint I don't know if it's arrogance. I don't know if it's we got to stick with the script and we have to, we'll get to those plays when we get to those plays. But the best quarterback on the field yesterday was Saquon Barkley out of Wildcat. I'm saying all of this, Bob, to say Coach Judge. I believe in you. I believe you're a good coach. But you're, you're, you're not winning folk over when they don't think 
that you are insisting on being the general. You got an offer, you have a defensive coordinator that can kind of work autonomously, right? Because you've seen consistency from the defensive side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball is a hot mess. And for the sake, you got one more game to make us feel better. And for the sake of the two great coaches that you've worked under, for the sake of everything that you subscribe to, that you've learned under those guys in other places, in terms of your approach to football, how things are done, for the sake of those guys, make us think that you can intervene on that side of the ball and look at something and say, we're not running that. I don't want to see this. We'll get to that if we have to, only in case of emergency. Right now, I have a quarterback situation that's a hot mess. If we can run the ball, we're going to do it. And if the other team knows we're going to run it, I don't effing care. We're going to run it. Give me three or four personnel groupings that will not uh, de detach more than two people from my formation, and we're going to run it. And then I need a, a couple passes off of that. But this is what we need to do. I cannot convince a single fan, and I, I will not. I'm going to tell you what my belief is, but I'm going to say, look, Whatever, whatever is happening in the public sphere, they feel justified in saying it, right? And I can't defend it because until this team can give anybody hope that there's a semblance of better things to come, defensively, I see where they are. Special teams is a mess. You know, you got a great kicker. Punter is not good now. Again, there, there are facts on the ground that will be considered during the autopsy, meaning. Yeah, and, and, and let's not forget that the special teams coordinator, Thomas McGahee, has won a Super Bowl with the Giants. And his assistant, Tom Quinn, has won a Super Bowl with the Giants. So we, we, and their head no coach, who's a special teams guy, has won, has a, won a bunch of, yeah. So, so but, but that, that, that might be speaking a little bit too to some of the personnel on this roster. Right. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about right now. I mean, that's going to get factored in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that's going to happen during the autopsy. But when you show up, things like, um, if the ball is sailing towards the end zone and you think it's going to be a touchback, make sure that ball goes into the end zone before you start jogging off the field. I'm sure they're teaching it, but you got, I don't know if he's a first time returner, how many times he's returned. They've been returning them all year. Exactly my point. 
exactly my point. It's been, his whole career has been special teams. So you're going to sit there and act like you are, are new to this process, meaning the player. Those are the things that, okay, when a coach teaches it all week and a player goes out there and lays an egg, that's on the player. But then when the facts on the ground say that this is what, what's available to you offensively, you've got two backs, you can run the football, and you decide to start the game in empty formation. Joe, you got to have veto power. You know, I want to want to believe that this thing is going to go. I, I do believe in Joe Judge. I think he's the right coach. But we got a week to just put something together. And people are going to say, hey, it doesn't matter. It's too late, right? But if a team organization has said he's going to be back, they make me feel good about that. Make me feel good. And again, I'm not speaking for owners, generalities, if you will, but in that mindset. Make me feel, even if you lose to Washington, given the facts on the ground of what you have available to you, lose being organized, lose being cohesive, lose being a team that has some organization that understands how to put personnel in position to show that if they were better personnel wise, they would have a little more success, right? But you can say that, well, if Daniel Jones was here, we could go toward on third and two, but that ain't the situation on the ground. Daniel Jones wasn't walking out of the locker room in uniform for the rest of this year. So that is not your reality. Your reality is you got a guy, you got two guys that just, you just can't rely on. I mean, how do you go negative 16 yards passing early in the game? That means you're going backwards. That's it was, I, I never seen anything like what's a negative 16 yards passing. It's like throwing the ball behind you. I mean, think, look at the, how about this one? Devontae Booker led the Giants in receptions with two mm -hmm. for zero yards. Yeah. That's impossible in today's NFL. But it, they had minus 10 yards net passing in the game. That makes no sense. Well, it's like, but, you know, like, like, um, I saw on, I saw people were posting some people that cover the team, like on the sack that Robert Quinn got Carl. I mean, you were looking at that play. You saw what was going on on that play and on the sack that Andrew Thomas quote unquote gave up. That's another one that you put on the quarterback. Yeah, you, so Quinn gets chipped and Thomas pushes him. All a quarterback has to do is step up or step right, and that's not a sack. So, listen, I want to feel better about supporting 
Joe Judge. I'll take the arrows for my opinion. But I, I clearly understand where people are coming from. And they've got, listen, you had a pass play to Evan Ingram on the move. Well-designed, off of some kind of run action, off of the things that you were successful with. Did that play ever show up again? No. It's how do you have a script where if something works, you don't get around to it until you finish the rest of the script. That, that, that's out of touch in your offensive play calling. You, if you're calling plays, you're calling plays that work and you see which ones work and you go back to those. So I'm saying that to say, show some oversight. Um, I know that there is not a full compliment, but nobody has a full compliment of players anymore. You are where you are as a result of several things, but you've got to show up on game day and look like you have an offensive plan. Like, yeah, okay, you got to your plan when things started working with the running backs, but why would you even open it up and put yourself in the hole? That play, even if they blocked it right, you got a quarterback who doesn't. Yeah, he's very indecisive in his decision-making. Yeah. And you can yeah. see you could see it in person. Um, there was a complete lack of confidence. Carl, there was that, there was that constantly, there was that little hitch, you know, and, and, and that little hitch was causing the ball when he did throw it to go in there late and it's getting knocked away and all that other stuff. It was, he seemed very uncertain. Right. And and, you know, and it sounds like I'm crapping on the offensive play calling and, and yes, I am, but then they can make, they can make the case. Well, listen, I went empty formation, put Saquon Barkley in a bunch. So it was four wise to one side, one to the other. Play designed, great play design. Three wide receivers blow off the line of scrimmage. Barkley standing by himself because the defensive backs had all run off. He's standing there. I'm sure the play was designed to get to Barkley and he's running before the defensive backs turn around. Glennon's looking to the one receiver side. How does that happen? I just want to, I want to feel better. I want fans, whatever your bitterness is towards this organization, towards this season. I want you to feel better about feeling bad. Uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and well, that's what we try to do here in the in the weeks leading up to this past weekend is, you know, try to give people small things to look at. Okay, yes, we understand. 4 and now 4 and 12 is 4 and 12. Mm-hmm. And the way that they've lost a bunch of these games, uh I think a lot of fans would would love to be losing close games at this point. I think fans would sign up for a loss that we had against the Chiefs rather yeah. than this kind of stuff or the Washington loss as frustrating as that was. And the mistakes that were made, it was a game. I think, um, so we're trying to give people because anybody who's watching this, you're not watching this. If you're not a passionate giants fan, 
Yeah. But you well, you're not watching this. You're not listening to this. So you care. And right now, a lot of fans are, you know, talking about, you know, boycotting and not doing this and, and, and selling tickets and all that other stuff. But first of all, a lot of times you're not just selling your tickets. Okay. No. And plus there's PSLs attached. You know, so it's, it's no longer just calling up and say, I cancel. Okay. So forget about that part. Look, I'm paying for four PSLs. I, 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 I paid for my PSLs. I pay for my tickets that I have. Um, and it's frustrating, but every, all of us that are in this conversation right now, we care. Yeah. And see, that's and, the thing that has me in knots because I do care, right? And I do care about the pride of this organization. You know, a lot of focus has been put on the coach's post-game press conference. I only saw snippets of it, right? When he talks about a foundation being built, I can see some of that in terms of the culture, but that doesn't matter to people who are sitting and watching a product that doesn't look any different, right? They're going to look at the wins and losses and not at the foundation, right? And it's not just two years, Carl. That's the other, that's the other current mm -hmm. working against for instance, Joe Judge at this point, the current working against him is the fact that this losing and the struggles that the team has had predate him by a lot of years. Outside of 2016, from 2013 <clears throat> moving forward, yeah, it has been like losing season after losing season and big-time losing seasons. Joe has worked with two of the greatest coaches He's learned a lot under them, and I'm sure he's learned a lot more along the way, right? So I know he knows these processes. His defense looks accountable. His offense looks anything but that. So I'm telling you, as fans, what I think he needs to do, um, I think he knows he needs to do this. I don't know why, but he has to exercise more oversight and insist on an offense that reflects the ability to at least compete. If you know you got no quarterback, then you should eliminate certain things from your playbook, period. Break only in case of emergency. And spread offense ain't fooling nobody. It didn't fool a lot of people when Daniel Jones was the quarterback. He just had the ability to make some plays. So you've got to be able to say, hey, look, coordinators, Freddie, all of you cooks in the kitchen, take some of these ingredients out. We ain't cooking that today. You know what though, Carl, in all honesty, when they, after the Farrow Cooper messed up kickoff. You mean the guy who's never returned kicks? Yeah. After that. So the giants start first and 10 at their own five yard line. They did bring Bredesen oh, and Martin in from the five yard line. And that's the play Booker lost three. So that to, so that, that's on players that you're hundred percent. Right. And then on second and 13, 
again, those two guys were eligible from the two yard line and a guy that they signed off the practice squad, Kelly gets called for a false start. So it's second and 14 from the one, those guys remain in as eligible. So they're in for all three plays. So that gets, that gets to your point. Like that's why this whole thing is, 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 uh, is collective. Yeah. Right. I mean, so we could talk about why you're coming out empty to start the game, but then you adjust and you go with this jumbo package and you have success with it. And then when you needed that jumbo package to impose their will on the defense, don't you can't lose three yards on the first play. They know you're running it. We know you're running it. Everybody knows you're running it. But man, you, you got to win. I believe. And I can't, I'm not going to convince anybody of what I'm saying, but I know he subscribes to the principles of success, but he's got to figure it out. Like hey, listen. He's, got, he's got to exercise the, the things, the, the, he's got to be overtly obvious to people that I got this. Because the behind the scenes stuff that he's dealing with, we'll never know. A lot of players, well, I have an idea um, in terms of, you know, fixing a culture and doing these things and the other, but that's got to come out. That's got to show up on the field. Tell you what, being on a bad team doesn't improve your prospects for another team because they look at your effort. And if you ain't showing the effort of a Saquon Barkley, or Lorenzo Carter, or a Leonard Williams, ain't nobody going to pay you and say you're going to be better. They're going to think you're going to be worse. They're going to think you're going to bring the team down. So be part of the answer Sunday. Let's go out on a good note um, because, you know, fans want to see it. They deserve it. Uh, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to all the things that you've learned and who you've learned from. Um, I can't convince anybody that they should believe in you. I do, um, just spending time, but you've got to exercise the oversight. You've got to say, what would Nick do? What would Bill do? What would some of the other great coaches I worked under do in a situation like this? How have I been talked to in situations, right? Maybe you don't want to treat people the way you've been treated, but sometimes now you can see why. It's like being a kid. Never understood why you couldn't do X, Y, and Z until you see somebody else doing it and say, I'm so glad. I'm so glad they didn't let me do this. Hey, I want to remind you, you mentioned the word believe. Well, if you spell it the way we want you to spell it, B-L-E-A-V, you guess what you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's the promo code believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus bet online. Your number one spot for all basketball, football action this season. Got all the sports covered UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Take advantage of this amazing offer bet online. The fastest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. And again, the promo code B L E A V. All right. Anything else to get off your chest at this point? I think you kind of clean the slate. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I slept on this. We talked about it in the airport, me, you, and Howard. I think we had a three-hour 
uh, wait four hour wait for our flight. So we had a lot of beers. Nobody was lay- drunk. Uh, we had a layover on a direct flight. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> we got home. But we had a lot of lot of beers and just sat and we just talked. And you know, Howard's like myself. Um, we 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 hold this organization in a in a pretty special place because we were contributing contributors to some of the best years that that created the legacy of this club. And you know, to hear people talk about it. You can't defend it. it. It hurts, but you know you don't want to embarrass yourself by telling people they're wrong about what they see. They see what they see. So we will uh, at the end of the week we will reconvene, and now that we've put this to bed, we will get ready for the game against Washington, the regular season finale. We'll see who's on the COVID list, who's off the COVID list. That's another game that yeah uh, happens with every team but carl tell a friend to tell a friend is that the, the way we like to end it yeah tell a friend to tell a friend uh, i had some things to say so make sure you tell everybody to tune in and listen believe in giants for carl banks i'm bob pop we'll see you later in the week for another installment of believe in giants with banks and pop Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.